Today's Shari Chuvavad was dedicated for the for the entire yeshiva. Bezat Hashem and the Zchus Limura Torah, the Zchut of the Tzedakah, the entire Oilam, should be Zoichet, the tremendous Yat of the Shmaya. Okay, so let's try to pull out a Yisoid today from Rabbeinu Yoyna, like we mentioned yesterday. The Sefer Shari Chuva is jam packed. With tremendous, tremendous Yisaitis. And we'll try to grab every day a little bit as we get closer to Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur and Atzeres Yom Tshuva. So I mentioned yesterday something very important when you learn Rabbi Ne'ayna for Rabbi Rucham. Rabbi Rucham says you can't learn Shari Tshuva only as a Musa Sefer or a Ashkofa Sefer. You also have to learn it like a halacha sefer. That means that the different protim, the different details, for example, when Rabbi Yoyna talks about the ikar of tshuva called harata, okay? We know that there are a few from the ikrim that are the main ma'akfim and the mitzvah of doing tshuva, Okay? The rest of them is getting a higher degree of tshuva. The rest of the ikram is to get a higher degree. To clean yourself totally. But to be mekayim, the ikram, mitzvah tshuva, there are a few ikram that are necessary. Okay? <coughs> and so, for example, Rabbi Yoyna talks about harata, which is to have remorse, which Rabbi Yoyna compares the, this prat, of tshuva, this ikr of tshuva called charata, to going into the mikveh. When someone is tamay, has to go into the mikveh. And therefore the tahara of the tshuva process, charata is compared to going to the mikveh. He says charata, vidui, and tefillah, which we have to know where that comes in. But he says that those are the part of tshuva, which is the purification process. The aziva sachet would be like throwing the sheretz away from your hand. Because let's say somebody is carrying a sheretz, which is the source of the tumor, and he wants to go into the mikveh to get tohor from the tumor. So first he has to throw away the sheretz. And then when he goes into the mikveh, he can become tahor. But if he's holding on to the sheretz, that's called the toivel the sheretz biyodeh. So even if a person has charata and he has yeah. vidui, but kol kama, he doesn't make aziva sachet, he's toivel v'sharetz biyad. Okay, that's a shmuz in itself, that mashal, exactly. But bottom line, we see from that mashal that Rabbi Yoyna makes, is that you see that the purification process, at least a part of it, or a big factor in the purification process, is the remorse. So Rabbi Rucham writes that when you study, let's say, for example, the Iker of Harata, and Rabbi Yoyna says a lot of words there, don't think he's just being flowery and saying concepts and ideas. He's telling you what is the halacha of Harata. That means if you're not going to make these specific calculations, then you're pushing not going into a mikvah of our boim saw. I mean, just like when a person needs a purification, he has to go into a mikveh, yes? And the mikveh has halachas, what's considered a mikveh. You have to have a certain amount of water. 
It can't be Mayim She'uvim, right? There's rules. So the purification process, as much as you want to be pure, and as much as you want to be holy, and as much as you want to get rid of the sin, if you're not going to follow the fine details of what the Torah tells you, it's not going to work. Okay? So therefore, Rabbi Yochum says, learn Rabbi Yochum properly. Get, get the words that he says, okay? So I want to just touch on one line. Whatever, it's a couple of lines here. One point, and I think it's a very important point. So he says like this. He says, Ech nimshalti kebehemer nedmesi. Vahalachti achare yitzri kesus kefered en havin. Betaiti mederach hasechel. So basically the source of sin comes from your body, your desires, your urges, your emotions. And when you want things, of course, it uses other parts of the body called dimyin. It's a koyach ha-ma'ur, koyach dimyin the different koyachas ha-guf, koyachas ha-nefesh ha-bahami that a person uses in order to put himself into a situation from sin. Okay? And he says like this, Vihine. A very, very basic calculation, but it's an unbelievable point I want to bring out. Hashem blew into my nostrils a, a soul of life. This, this is the source of clear logic and deep thinking and understanding. Why did Hashem give me such a powerful device called the Neshama, which through it I can understand and perceive things that are even metaphysical. It's a very powerful thing that we have that no other animal has anything close to this. I don't need this brain for instincts to take care of myself because animals have brains that have instincts to take care of themselves too. And animals have a lot of chokhmah in what they're designed to do. So if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted me to have the seichel to take care of myself, he didn't have to blow into me this holy soul, which has a tremendous hasagot. So why do you give it to me? He says, Lahakiroi, to recognize Hashem. That's why I have it. Uliyiru milifonah. And to be aware of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence and all that goes into Yira. It's a big subject. But it all boils down to a recognition. Okay? V'limshol beguf. I have this seichel in order to be moshel over my body. To control it. And to use it for what I need to use it. V'chol toldoisav, and all of its uh, properties, okay? Ka'asher himshila al-shar balechaim she'enam adam. Just like man rules over the world and uses animals for his disposal for what he needs, okay? Ma'asher yikara be'enav nechbeda. I was created for a certain purpose. And I acted the opposite way of my purpose. 
when my body became the king and my mind came became trapped to my body, the opposite of the way it was supposed to be, meaning my body wanted something. And therefore it forced my unbelievable brain to become creative on how to get what I want in the most sophisticated way. So now my brain works for my body. Instead of my body working for my brain, my brain works for my body. So I acted the opposite of my purpose in life. Lama Lichai. So why do I deserve life? This has nothing to do with the Avera per se. This is more going into the source of the Avera. The fact that I allow my body to dominate, and now my Koychus HaSechel is here to serve my Guf, that is in itself the biggest Avla. I'm going to show you another Rebbein here in a minute. That itself is the biggest Avla. And for that reason alone, a person doesn't deserve to live. That means this is even before you made Averis. If you're a person who is about Taiva, and you go with your Yitzharim, and your Seichel works for your body, obviously you're going to end up in Averis, but for the first step is, Lama Lichayim. You're living the opposite. But I want to bring out one point before I go into that Nekudah. A person can only come to tshuva from an unbelievable roimimus hanefesh. Do you all understand what that means? Roimimus hanefesh means you can only truly have remorse if you know your real value. It has to come from a roimimus hanefesh, not a shiflus hanefesh. When a person understands that he was chosen by Hashem to do an unbelievable thing. And that is to have a relationship with Him. And to recognize Hashem. And to serve Him. And He put in Him a piece of Himself. Right? Right? That's a tremendous point of importance. So when you were supposed to be something so important, and you acted like something so low... That's a taina on the person, but the but the point is, you can only have true charata for what you did if you know what you were supposed to be, if you know your true value. I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a kid, nice guy, good boy, good head, everything, a lot of kaiches. If he went to yeshiva and he applied himself for ten years, he could become a tamei hacham, a good one, smart kid, he's a talented kid, he's a good kid, right? He decided after high school he wants to make money. Okay? So he goes to college and he studies a trade and he becomes a very talented businessman, let's say. <coughs> and he makes good money. Successful businessman, right? And he's religious. I'm not saying he's not religious. So could that guy have harata about his life? No, he's successful. He's making money. He's religious. He got married, he has kids, how can he have charata? Right? But if let's say a Navi would come to him and say to him, you made the biggest mistake of your life. The biggest. Because I want to show you what you were destined to do when you came here. This was your tafkid. The tafkid was to become a massive Talmud Hakam. Hashem gave you a tremendous brain not to figure out 
how to bring in goods from China. That's not why he gave it to you. For that, he gave that brain to Tony. He lives next door to you. For you, he gave you that brain so you should know Shas and Poiskim. And he didn't give you a mouth that's very good Balmazve, so you should be a salesman. It's not that he gave that to Almoini, plenty Almoini he gave him for that. For you, he gave you a mouth to be a market share. got to sell too when you're a market share, right? So you could have been a big Talmachachim, a market share, Mekarev Rechoikim, I don't know. That, and it shows him exactly, there is what you were supposed to be. And this, what you became, was a waste. Total waste. You find a guy, I'll give you for the mitzvahs that you did, but you wasted your purpose and for that you will be punished forever and ever. Right? Let's say such a case. At that point, the person would have crazy charot. How could I have been such a fool and thinking about a bissel gelt, a little bit of money, pulled me away from making a life's decision that I blew it totally and completely, right? So that means in order for that person to have charot, he has to know what he really is, and then he can have charot. So that's what Rabbi Yerna is saying here, because I can't have truly a charot if I don't know what I'm really supposed to be. If I don't really know my purpose in life, if I don't really know my potential, if I don't really know who I really am, I can't have harata, right? So you have to have harata has to come from a place of roimimus hanefesh, of understanding the gadus ha'adam. That's the only way that a person can have true harata. That's the point, Rabbi Nehemiah said, right? So it's incumbent upon us to know the purpose of life. Again, you have to know how to learn Musa. It doesn't mean that after I read this line of Rabbeinu that I'm going to be a tzaddik yisoyed oilam. No, it takes time to grow. But, it shows me what direction I need to work at. And how much, at my level, I can identify with this point. I have to think about who I truly am and what my purpose in this world is. That's a very basic thing. Because everything else you're going to do is only like uh, Kaylee. Something, I have to get married, I have to have, uh, make a living, I have, there's certain things I have to do, you know, I have to take care of my body. But that's only Agav. What is my purpose in life? The purpose in life, sole purpose in life, is to come to recognize Hashem and develop an attachment with Him, to serve Him. That's it. That's the whole thing. And if a person doesn't live his life this way. I'm going to show you a tifa point in Rabbi Yair in a second. If he doesn't live his life this way, even if he doesn't sin, he's considered a rasha. It's a sharp point. So you got to know how to take this, because this is a majreg. What Rabbi Yair says later, in and now you understand, you'll understand it. It's a hard piece to understand. Rabbi Yair says in Sharsheni, in Ois Yud Ches, at least in my book it is. Yeah. Ois Yud Ches. My book at home I'm talking about. Okay. It says like this. Let's just listen to these words. It's a very deep point of any end. It says. Veda. And you shall know. Like I told you before. If you don't learn of any end, you can't It's in anything. It's a scary thing. Veda. And you shall know. Ki nefesh harasha. 
the soul of a Russia. What is that? Who's, who's that guy? How do you define a Russia? He's interested in his body. He doesn't have a desire, taiva, to serve Hashem. He has taiva for other things. Money, fame, cause, woman, but not avoid Hashem. Taiva. Talking about taiva. Not that he doesn't do avoid Hashem. He doesn't have a taiva for avoid Hashem. So he explains that this person is a scary rabbinian which needs a vad in itself. But he basically explains that the way it works is when a person passes away is his body goes into the ground and his soul goes up. But a person whose whole life was only into eating and money and, and all of materialism, it's a, it's, a, it's a very deep thing, but he could kind of change his nefesh to be more like a nefesh of a behavior. And just like the nefesh of a behavior comes from the ground, it goes back to the ground. So what happens is they shoot his neshama upstairs to get judged. And then they let it drop down with the gravitational pull to the floor. And he has no nitzchis. Okay? So he's basically talking about a guy who basically lost his nitzchis. Why did he lose his nitzchis? What did he do? He had typhus, oilam hazeh, and no typhus from mochnis. Ad khan. If you want to see arichas on this, you can look in the Lev Elio and Pashas Kitavu. Okay? So the point is like this. Rabbi Yoyin is saying, a guy who has a neshama, which is massive amount of seichel, that was given to him to develop a desire in his body to go close to Hashem. If you heard this morning's about you'll understand this more. It has to develop a taiva in his body to go close to Hashem and to get to know Hashem and to recognize Him and to honor Him and to do everything that it says in the Torah. If he took his body and he elevated it for that, that guy is Sadiq. A guy who took his body and he put that in the front and his passions and his returns and his will and everything was that's what his life is about. He used the seichel for that. He didn't develop his taivas for ruchnis. It doesn't mean that he sinned. He just didn't develop a desire for ruchnis. Develop desire for gashmis. And that's what he used the seichel for. He did also mitzvahs. That guy is in Rabbeinian's words a Russian, which is a very hard Rabbeinian to understand. Why was he Russia? Why was he Russia? Terence is like he explained in, in, in Harata. The way he explained the Charata was, Lama lo Hayim. He just blew it. He blew it. And next time, we don't have time now, but next time I will show you tomorrow what a Benini is. Right now I showed you extremities. Tzaddik, Russia. I'm going to show you what a Benini is. So we understand it. And this will be, if someone has to remind me, as a Haggadah to explain to you exactly what the din of Rosh Hashanah is. It's all dependent on this. Okay. We'll stop here because